Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back to the Full of Joy podcast today. I am back with another interview. Today, I'm interviewing Alyssa Coleman. She is a productivity strategist. And let me just let me just say, you're going to learn so much from Alyssa today. It's unreal. (laughs) She is the real deal. She is going to share so many good tips on how to leverage your time, how to create habits, and how to apply the right tools to hack your schedule and become more productive. Before we get today's interview started, I encourage you to take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways with me over on Instagram. Tag me at Francesca X or at Full of Joy Podcast. Let me know what you're loving. Let me know if there's any guests that you want to see on the podcast or listen to on the podcast. Um, And if you're feeling generous, please leave me a review. I love to read those and I love hearing from you guys. So let's jump into today's interview with Alyssa. Alyssa, like I said, is just the queen of productivity. She's going to give a lot of tips on staying focused and having daily productive activities that will help create profit and help you have more time in your life. So she really does a lot of work centered around helping creative entrepreneurs, bloggers, influencers, and even coaches. She helps them ditch their overwhelming feelings, which we get into, get more done, make more money, and ultimately make a bigger impact in the world. So I'm super excited. Let's jump into Alyssa's interview. You are just so full of knowledge, just a wealth of knowledge and advice and tips. So I'm so thankful that you wanted to take the time to be on the Full of Joy podcast. Yeah, I'm so so excited for this. Like, honestly, I think it's such a cool, yeah, like you just have such a cool vibe that I'm excited to be part of it. I'm like just getting in your energy. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Right back at you, Alyssa. So I want to hear your whole story. Um, So I know that you are a productivity strategist. And like I was saying, I took your free webinar on launching and you just have such a successful um, business. And I love that you are sharing so many tips with women and supporting women, women empowering women. I love it. Um, So I actually have a series on this podcast about how women entrepreneurs get started. And I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit before we get started with all your hacks and stuff, kind of how you got started. Tell us your whole story. Give us all the background. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm, I'm interested, like if this is common with all the people that you talk to, but as probably many entrepreneurs start, it was a really weird and winding road. I did not think I would be where I am now. Like if you had asked me even maybe five years ago, there's no way I would believe that this is what I'm doing. So I started my business as a holistic nutritionist. So I started online, um, you know, offering nutrition services. I was a yoga teacher and I specifically created this program called the healthy entrepreneur um, because I wanted to work online. And I saw a lot of cool entrepreneurs like, you know, I, these are the people that I was following and, um, yeah, it was a really fun program. I got to work with some really cool entrepreneurs, like in the online space. And I realized that so many of us are burnt out. We have adrenal fatigue, you know, um, we're stressed out and that really takes a toll on our health, like always. Right. And so, uh, yeah, so that was my first program. I was working with nutrition or uh, with entrepreneurs as a nutritionist and I loved it, but as my business started to grow and as I started getting like my first clients, I realized that my business was starting to almost like run my life. I, you know, started an online business so that I could have more freedom. I didn't want to have a boss. I wanted to like do what inspired me and make creative projects. And I was like, just not doing any of that. I actually saw this kind of like 
inspiration list that I had written before I started my business of like all the things I wanted in my business. And of course, one of it was to be like booked out with clients. Um, but you know, two years later I saw this list and I was like, wow, you don't do any of those things other than hit your income goals. And so I realized like, hold up, like, this is not what I, this is not what I want to be doing. This is not what I signed up for. And I was, I realized that the reason all of that was happening is because I was being extremely, extremely unproductive. (laughs) Like I was that person who was just like at my desk all the time working. I was always starting some new project. I was always starting some new thing. I was a self-proclaimed procrastinator. So like everything that needed to get done, I was like waiting till the last minute. I wasn't delegating like all of the things that like (laughs) we now know that you need to do. But when you're first starting out, it's so hard to, it's just hard because you don't know you're, you're on your own. You don't have a boss. You don't know what to be doing. Yeah. How are you supposed to know what to do? How the hell are you supposed to know? Exactly. And I had a mentor, but it just, it wasn't working out. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to continue on this road, I need to figure out how to be a productive entrepreneur. Like I need to figure out what are productive people doing? What are people doing who like, are these people who are working from the beach and like only work, you know, a few hours a week and somehow are like killing it. And I'm like, I, what's their secret? So I decided to like, try to learn everything I could about productivity. And it was a long journey, like probably six months to a year. I just was, this was like a personal journey. I was reading all the books. I took the workshops. I did, I watched all the videos and I tried everything. So like everything that was in these books, I was like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to be the like guinea pig of this. And I tried a lot of weird things. (laughs) Um, But what I kind of realized is that a lot of what was written on productivity was really written one, like a lot of the books were written by like older men (laughs) um, who like were writing books for the corporate world for like how to get your employees to be more productive or how to be an employee who gets more done every single day. And like, it was the the overarching message was like how to squeeze as much as you can out of one person every day. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I wanted, right? Like my whole, what I was trying to figure out was how can I still work maybe like four hours a day and get 10 hours of work done? That's what I want to do. I don't want to know how to like optimize every second of my time and become like this machine. I wanted to figure out how to leverage my time. So anyway, I tried a bunch of these things and you know, some things started sticking. It was a conglomerate of like all these different techniques. And I started figuring out some stuff that worked really well for me and I was implementing it in my life. And just by happenstance, as I was working with some entrepreneurs in this nutrition program, Healthy Entrepreneur, I started saying, you know, maybe we should try a couple of these productivity hacks so that you can stop working so much because you're stressed out, your adrenal glands are burnt. (laughs) Um, You know, you're, you're, you need a break. You need more time for yourself. Let's try a couple of these things. And so I started implementing some productivity things into their nutrition protocols and slowly, but surely this was like a snowball effect where I specifically remember this one client, Kayla, she's like, Hey, my friend saw what you did to my calendar. And she's not, she doesn't want anything to do with nutrition or supplements or anything like that. But do you just offer like productivity services and being an entrepreneur? I was like, why? Of course. Yes, I do. (laughs) Let me just quickly send over my invoice. So I like randomly decided what I was going to charge for a productivity consultation. 
And I started doing that like here and there. And slowly, like this started really becoming the thing that was a lot more fun for me to talk about. So over the course of like a year and a half, I just started taking on less and less um, nutrition clients and more and more productivity clients. And it just like was this weird thing that happened in my life. And now for the past few years, this is all I've been doing and I love it. (laughs) Amazing. What a whirlwind. Weird, right? Yeah. When you first started talking, like, I feel like that is me. I honestly feel like that is me right now. Like, I know that it's been a hard year for everybody. Yeah. But especially people that are just starting to work from home or can hopefully go back soon. But yeah, Yeah. it's so hard to stay focused. I think that's what I really struggle with um, because your dogs are here or you have your kitchen right here, you know, or your husband's at home with you. So how are you staying? I assume you work from home right now. How are you kind of staying focused when you know, things like this happen because life happens and there are, there are distractions. So how are you staying focused? Yeah. I think the first thing that we all kind of need to just accept is that this is a weird time and the news is really distracting. I mean, it's not that it's distracting. It's something that we're like, we need to pay attention to. And, you know, people are sick and, and, and it's just like a crazy time. So we do have to be a little bit like gentle on ourselves and not try to be at peak productivity. I think that's something that like a lot of us are like, I'm home. I need to like, you know, get in the best shape of my life or like start a business or whatever. It's like, well, you don't have to. Okay. So first of all, let's just like put that out there. It's a weird time. And if you're being unproductive, that's totally freaking normal. But now is also a really good time to start to notice, like, what are some of your habits? Like, what are some of these, you know, routines that you kind of get into is it when your partner goes makes goes and makes coffee you're like oh maybe I'll have a coffee now too and then you go and take a break and that coffee break turns into like an hour of you guys talking (laughs) which like again I'm tempted to say like that's kind of a cute like fun thing that we're going to look back on the pandemic and be like oh remember when we could do that so whatever but you know start to notice like where your habits are coming up and the best thing to do is start to set some kind of cushy boundaries around those things. So start to give yourself some framework of like, okay, even if I'm working from home, I know that I'm most productive when I actually go into my desk. I don't take my laptop to the couch or sit at the kitchen table or like whatever it is. Let's say for you, the most productive thing is I'm going to go into my desk and I'm going to bring my coffee with me and I'm not going to leave my office, you know, unless I have to, but I'm really going to like set this rule that I'm going to work from 10 to one. And I'm just going to stay in my office and make sure that I get some solid work done there. So and, and things like that. So start to set these like boundaries for yourself that sort of are not rules that you feel like constricted by, but are things that you're like, if I do this, I'm going to be really productive. And then I'm going to feel like, even if at 1 PM, I want to take a long lunch and sit outside on my patio, I'm going to feel really good and not like stressed out and behind and like, you know, yes, yeah, I need to get back to my desk. Yeah. So you're kind of taking out that overwhelm piece. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm easily overwhelmed right now. Yeah. So, and it's almost funny because it feels like having a like plan or a system can feel like, well, that's even a, a lot more work. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. what if I don't stick to it? And what if I don't yes. um, hit all my goals and all that? But you're saying that plan kind of makes a framework for you to kind of flow around. It. Yes. So it's so funny you say that this is something that I was really worried about. Like I didn't want to have a strict calendar. I really am like a free spirit. Like I didn't want, I didn't want a boss, which is why I started working for myself. So I didn't want to now have these rules in place that I needed to follow. Like, I'm just not that person who can have these yeah. strict rules, 
But what I realized is that structure systems and these kind of like boundaries end up being like a safety net around a trampoline. So if the if there's no safety net, maybe you're bouncing on the trampoline and you're like, okay, like I'm trying this. But if you have the safety net, you're willing to like be more creative, try more stuff. And like you have more room to actually be more inspired and have more freedom and feel less afraid. And so setting those structures for yourself feel might feel right now like restrictive, but actually they're like protection. If you think of it like that, it starts to feel less <laughs> like, you know, like a mean person telling you what to do. And yes. the other thing that you mentioned about overwhelm, um, I think that's like the number one productivity killer. Like oh, so many people, especially entrepreneurs really feel overwhelmed all the time by everything on their to-do list, especially if you're working from home. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah just because you're more distracted and whatever one of the best things that you can do for that is start to break up your to-do list into a few different chunks and so for everyone it could look different like for me I have sort of you know client work to-do lists I have um, you know project to-do lists and you know something like that like break them up into different uh, areas and just say okay today from 10 to 1 whatever that boundary was I'm only working on the admin to-do list rather than having like a five pages of things that you need to do. And some are super important and some are just like, get back to that email. And you're like, I don't know, like, you yes. know what I should be doing. Yes. Okay. So I have a question. <laughs> yes. Lay it on me. <laughs> and be honest. Yeah. So obviously every things work different for everybody, but do you have it? Like, can you bust this myth or not? So what I do is I have like, theme days. So like I have a Monday yes. is podcast day, Tuesday is Instagram day, whatever. And I have different theme days for all different social platforms. And that's kind of been working for me. But is that the best use of my time? Like, is that the best way to do that? Like, it's kind of an extended version of what you were just saying, but yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Okay. I'm obsessed with theme days. My days are themed too. One thing that I'm noticing about what you said that might make it even get to the next level rather than having like, okay, Monday is podcast and I do everything for the podcast from top to bottom Tuesday, everything for Instagram from top to bottom. Again, that might work best for you. However, what you might find works best is like, okay, if you have to create content for Instagram and you have to create content for your blog and you have to create content for your email, it might be better to have like a content day. And then the next day is like a design day where you then find all the images for your Instagram, you create the cover art for the podcast or whatever, all of those things. And then the next day is like a scheduling day. So we actually find that we call this like assembly line working. Our mind wants us to go from point A to point B. But what actually is most productive is if you just stay in one lane, almost like you're an assembly line and all you're doing is just like putting the, the eraser on the pencil and like you're just staying in that part of your brain, you'll find that you actually get a lot more done because you're in like a writing mode, you know, like if you're in creative mode and you're writing and then you have to switch, switch to scheduling, it's a totally different like mindset, you know? Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> Such a good way to say that. And now I need to rethink. <laughs> <laughs> Not to blow up your schedule. <laughs> But you know what, like some people that might, you know, that might be the perfect thing for you. Um, just, it depends on what feels really good in terms of, because I do find like, um, for example, certain writing projects, if I'm creating coursework versus if I'm writing for Instagram, there are almost two different versions of me that need to show up for that task. So I probably wouldn't mix the two together. Um, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of going along with that, I can tell that you're very bold and confident. And if there are other women listening to this that want to kind of do what you're doing or what I'm doing, um, do you have any tips on like being true to yourself? Like you said, like there are different sides of you that come out in your different types of content. Yeah. So how do you kind of like, I don't know, like how are you, how are you so confident in those and letting those be heard and like letting all those voices come out and share them with them. How are you, how are you so confident? <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, well, first of all, thank you for saying that. I wouldn't probably like self-identify as confident. <laughs> um, and I think something that a lot of people have asked me before, I've shared before that I'm very introverted. Like I'm definitely an introverted person and people are like, oh really? Cause you know, you show up in this confident way or something like that. Um, so this, that's like a PSA to anybody who feels introverted or like afraid to do Instagram stories or start a podcast or whatever it is. Um, I was definitely afraid before I started doing it. Like, were you afraid before you did your first? Oh Today I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Um, yeah, I think like, that's something to say, like, it's, it's, it's scary. It's a scary thing. Um, but you're right. It is about being true to yourself. I think, I think, you know, the easiest way to be confident is to share about the stuff that you are excited about or interested in or whatever it is. And a lot of times I've, you know, been on a podcast or like in an interview or something and someone's asked me something about productivity. I've said, you know what? I don't know. Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know. And I think knowing that you have that, you don't have to know the answers to everything. You're just sharing about your expertise or even if you're not an expert, like, you know, I wouldn't say I'm even a productivity. Yeah. Your experience. Um, it feels less daunting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put that. We don't have to show up as perfect. We can just show up as ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another question. So like you said, you really wanted to leverage your time and you did a lot of research um, and yeah. really started to focus on your habits. Yes. So in doing so, how are you like then applying it? Like, are you using motivation to apply those habits? Like if, if you're in a place like me where like, I love, like, I listen to all your ideas and I'm loving this chat, but like something in me is still saying like, well, no, let's just still be lazy today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how are you then applying all this good info? Yeah. Um, little by little is I think the key. So I approached, especially like back then, um, I approached all of those productivity you know, things I was trying as an experiment. And that was really exciting to me because I think the thing that was really exciting to me at the time was like, I think I can be more successful and I think I can be happier and I think I can be more creative if I figure out how to be more productive in my business and how to have my business be more productive for me as well. Like if we're thinking about systems and automations and stuff like that. Um, so that was really motivating, and, but I was really only implementing like tiny little things at a time because I was reading a book and I'm not like <laughs> that fast at reading. So it wasn't like I was busting through a book a week. So, you know, I would read a chapter and try, okay, this week I'm going to try this. Um, and I would just try one thing at a time. And some things would stick around just because they really fit within my life. And like, naturally I felt that they became a habit and some things wouldn't. And I think that's, 
um, the key. Like try, if you want to try different things, just try one little tiny thing and think about what, what I always try to think about now when I'm implementing something new is like, what's the one domino that I can tick that's going to like have this sort of like effect on all these different areas of my business or life? Because we can like, there's so many different things you could try, so many different things you could do in your business and just like with your health, like I could be keto, I could, you know, like you can try so many different things, but what's the one tiny little thing that I can do that's going to have an effect on everything else? Wow. Beautiful. Beautifully said. What a great vision. (laughs) Um, So I was just looking at your Instagram not long ago, and you were talking about how when you first started out, you would ask entrepreneurs a lot about their calendars. Yes. And I so relate to this. So oh my I'm God. Okay. I'm going to ask you about your calendar. <laughs> what Please are the calendar? Do. Now I'm like an open book because honestly, yeah. people thought I was so weird. Um, and I guess it is weird. This is like my introvert coming out. I was an introvert. I was like new to going to networking events and stuff. I was that person who asked the weird questions. People are like, who invited this? Yeah. <laughs> brought her. (laughs) Yeah. So what are the calendar essentials that you have? Um, Are there things that you noticed in your journey of like productivity? Are there things you noticed where you're like, I am spending way too much time on this? Um, Or do you kind of reevaluate every month or are are you at a good spot where you don't really have to reevaluate because you have it down? Yeah. So I I have, I'm in a pretty good spot. I don't really reevaluate. I actually just had a thought last week that made me think, oh, maybe I need to reevaluate my whole calendar. But that's probably the only (laughs) time in like the last year, maybe even two years that I've really changed around my calendar too much. So I, like you have uh, theme days and I'm like married to my Google calendar. This is like my baby. If you don't have a strong, you can use iCal, do whatever you want, but like have a digital calendar that kind of like runs your life (laughs) Um, or at least your business. I don't actually put life stuff in there, but my Google calendar really has everything important that I need to be doing. And what I do is I theme my day. So like Monday is admin and meetings. Tuesdays is deep work and like writing creative. You know, I like don't talk to anyone. I don't take meetings. I don't do anything. I just stay in like, you know, my yoga pants and and work. Um, And then Wednesday and Thursday, I take calls. So that includes my client calls, anything like this or podcast or a meeting. And then Friday is kind of a free day where I either don't work or if there's like some things that I need to catch up on or I want to do, then I'll do that on Fridays. Um, And really what I think works the best is my calendar sort of has these blocks of time where I know what I need to be doing. So for example, you know, on yesterday, on Tuesday, I had work on this specific, I'm, I'm creating a new course right now. So work on this specific module. Um, but then within my actual, like I have a paper notebook because I don't know about you, but like something about just like writing, it needs to be on paper. You need to cross it off. You need to like, yeah, I need to have a paper to-do list, but that will have very specifically like, okay, if I'm working on this module, include this, or don't forget to add this, or this is where the more nitty gritty stuff goes into, um, into play. And I think what I really figured out was the, the key to a good calendar was that it also kind of set boundaries in my life. So for example, I used to also feel really overwhelmed thinking like, Oh, I got to get back to that email. Okay. But I also need to write that course module. And also I should check in with my clients. There's always a million things going on, like in your business, especially when you're, um, 
like if you are, it's just you, if you're a solopreneur, mm -hmm. there's a million things you could do and should do and, and need to do, right? So I included very specific time blocks where I only check my emails twice a day from this time to this time. And anything else I know, okay, I've checked it this morning and it's the middle of the day. If someone replied to me, I don't have to worry about that because I know I'm going back in at four o'clock and I'll check with those emails and see what's up there. Same thing with my clients. I check on my clients every morning between this time and this time. And if they message me throughout the day, unless I know that they're going, you know, some, they're going to need something huge. I don't have to worry about them because I know they're good. And so I find like little things like that. The thing that would always be in the back of my mind, even like for some of my clients will put like scroll Instagram, like in their calendar, because you got to reply to the, your DMs. Like you need yeah. to make stories maybe, but it shouldn't be something that's always kind of in the back of your mind. Like, oh, I, I should pick up my phone or, oh, I should get into my inbox. And that's where that like doom scroll starts to happen on social and in, in your inbox and even messaging with your clients. So that's like a big secret that I feel like, I don't know if everyone was doing this and not telling me, <laughs> but it's like a huge um, lifesaver for me. Yeah, that sounds like it. I'm inspired. I think the way that you're putting this is making it sound doable. Yeah, it, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one of your skills is making it seem like why not? Why not you? Like, why, why wouldn't yeah. you want to have like a productive, amazing business? That's amazing. Um, I want to ask, I think you mentioned that you had a mentor, but yeah, like, were there any courses that you took or what are the books that you read? Or did you have any mentors that really helped you, um, like get started and like get those clients and, you know, stay on task? Tell us yeah. So I've worked with a few different mentors. I haven't taken too many courses. Honestly, the way that I am personally is I'll buy, I spend all my money on like personal development courses. And I, I generally tend to think of myself as the thing that I need to invest in, in terms of like, you know, if I want to make more money or if I want to be more productive or, or if I want to be more confident or whatever it is, it always comes back to you, especially yeah. like if you're the owner of the business, it always comes back to you. So I'm always like trying to be more Zen or like, you know, working, on, dealing with my inner child, whatever needs to happen. Um, so I haven't taken too many business courses, but let me think of what I have taken. Um, I've taken one thing that I think is really um, valuable as an entrepreneur. I've taken a webinar course by someone named Russ Rafino, which was really good. Actually, it was a whole business course, but the webinar course was amazing. I'll, I've also taken a webinar course by Russell Brunson, uh, both of the Russes just like <laughs> saving me on the webinar front. And yeah, I've worked with a few mentors more on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And I think what's cool about working with a mentor is sometimes, especially when I first started my business, they have really great insight in terms of like, here's what you need to do that you don't know about running an online business yet. But then like as your business grows and as you are running a business successfully, I think the place of a mentor is to kind of hold you accountable to like the version of you that you know you can be, but you're not showing up as right now, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think for most of us, we know, I, I really wish I was, you know, doing this more, or I, I, I know I need to start that podcast, but I'm just not doing it. Or I know I need to be showing up for my audience more on video. And that would be a really big game changer for me, but there's something about it that we don't, we're, we're afraid of, or we don't want to do. And I find like hiring a mentor to say like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do over the next, you know, 90 days. I need you to hold me accountable to that is so powerful. 
Mm, amazing. Don't you? Well, like, what do you, have you worked with a lot of um, mentors or do you, are you like a course junkie? What's your thing? Yeah, I am. Like, I am a little bit of a course junkie. Like I'm really into everybody's freebies. <laughs> like I told you, I watched yes. your <laughs> Um, but so my mom and sister both do social media as well. And my mom is a life coach and yeah, so that's super interesting, except for she's always coaching me. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't imagine having a life coach mom. Oh my God. That's so funny. I feel like moms already all think they're life coaches. (laughs) I guess they kind of are like, I guess that was what a mom is in a way. Absolutely. Sometimes unsolicited, (laughs) but still super thankful. But I just think there's so much for me to learn, like that's really where I'm at in my life right now. I used to struggle with feeling like I was dumb. And that is something that I kind of battled this year in therapy. And I realized like, if I feel dumb, I can learn like, oh my gosh, I have so much capacity to learn. So I'm so thankful that I got to talk to you today and learn from you. Um, And I know that so many people listening are going to want to learn more from you as well. So where can we find you? How can we work with you? I love that so much. And I just want to say like, there's something about learning something new too that is the most motivating time to take action on it. So like, I've actually said this to my partner before, like, I wish I was learning this for the first time right now, because the first time you learn something, it's like, you're so inspired by it and excited by it. And so I love that just even idea of like, just embodying the student or like, you know, somebody who's learning all the time. That's really inspiring. Um, Well, yeah. And that's the best way to teach is if you actually do all the things that you teach about, like, and the best way to learn something is to teach it. (laughs) Like I, I made a course this year on goal planning and I had never set goals before. And then all of a sudden I planned out my whole year and made a course on it. So I feel like that is the best way to learn is to teach it. So you're doing that. that. So thank you. And you know what else too, side, last side note, I think too, um, one of the most effective things that you can do on social media, what I'm finding, I'm always like looking for like productive social media hacks because like you could be on there all day, but one of the best ways to get your audience to like buy into what you're selling is to take them on a journey with you and to like let them in on what you're learning or what you're creating or whatever it is and so the like I think that was kind of really ingenious that you're sharing okay here I'm doing this for the first time and then also sharing hey do you want to do it with me it's like a really that's productive sales baby (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty cool (laughs) um but yeah if people want to find me my website is alyssacoleman.ca and same with instagram at alyssacoleman.ca so fun. And you're, you are located in Canada, but you, yes. I assume work like totally virtually and can yeah. work with anybody in the world. Anybody, anywhere. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa. This was so fun getting to chat with you and get to know you better. Can't wait to work with you more and maybe more collabs in the future. Ooh, yes. Thanks so much for having me. This was really fun.